Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Hell's Rebels Adventure Path. I'm not dead yet. Not yet. <laughs> don't know what's about to happen. We've emerged <laughs> triumphantly into the next combat. <laughs> no, don't bring that on Quick, us. Quick, Niccolo, do that thing where you like spin me around you and it just like in a giant circle like your Link doing the spinning attack. We <laughs> want to be an improvised weapon. I don't. We think have I'm... a combined like forty hit points among <laughs> us. Okay, like. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, quick, Niccolo, use that, uh, what is it, 15th level ancestry feat where you turn into your devil trigger form. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> oh. Yes. Well, okay. Let me go ahead and gain like 11 levels real quick and uh, I'll get right back to you. Keep in mind, there's always another form of Super Saiyan. So you could always go more Super oh, Saiyan. You, you want some of the glowing. You want some glowing. Uh, okay. Well, let me uh, let me see what I can do for you. Quick, let's do a little <laughs> dance and we'll all fuse into one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Then you would have one person with 40 hit points. That wouldn't be too shabby. Oh, we could be like oozes when you knock us apart. We each get some hit points, so we have multiples. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't even my final form. So I suppose jumping back into things, when last we had left our heroes, the Silver Ravens had made their way, uh, again, having a couple episodes back actually at this point, made their way to Hokum's Phantasmagorium to deal with the Asmodean presence there, as well as hopefully find some information about uh, why they were still persisting inside of the, uh, the Phantasmagorium, which was the secret headquarters or was the front for the underground secret base of the Sacred Order of Archivists. Mm-hmm. Upon arriving, they had fought some people, gone downstairs, fought some more people, fought a couple more people, fought some hellhounds, fought the lout, and then fought against Knox, the right-handy bodyguard, you believe, of Brazil I Throne. That was a tough fight. Yeah, I think she quickly proven why she was the bodyguard. She was a lot. Good gracious. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. she ran away. Th- then she ran away, and it was not cool. She might be dead. I kept doing acid damage we and blood damage know. or whatever it was. I can't remember. Mm. I think it was the blood vendetta. But anyway, I think it was bleed. He made she made you bleed your own blood, so you made her bleed blood. Yeah. <laughs> so she was still bleeding when she ran away. She may be dead somewhere. Let's hope. So yeah, she had dimension doored out as one of the numerous abilities that she seemed to have gained from some sort of infernal contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We went up so many stairs. Yeah. Yep. Dragging my unconscious form. Knowing that you had uh, only a a short period of time before she could reach somebody that could uh, mm-hmm. call additional guards or return with additional support, you had quickly searched the surrounding areas. Uh, Cesare securing all the books in the chamber that she was in the process of burning. Uh, the rest of you finding uh, various treasures with the exception of Lucia, who is still rendered unconscious following yep. the fight. It was a tough fight. I'm a, really, I'm a really negative was. on the uh, the party's bulk to uh, carry all the books out. Well, we're, we're managing. I think yeah, we're, we're out okay. of healing to help you, so. Oh, yeah. no, it's fine. And then I uh, believe we'd left off with all of you ascending up the stairs from the Mini Steps Monastery, an apt name for the location, before returning back to the surface up to Hokum's Phantasmagorium. You had stepped free from the spiral staircase underneath the statue of Aroden slides back into place with a faint whisper. Not truly a big grinding sound like you'd expect from a statue. Almost like they didn't want to disturb the library downstairs. <laughs> to hear the approach of booted feet. So uh, I suppose that's uh, that's where we left things off. So I suppose to begin. Adria hefts up her, her shield. <laughs> <laughs> the four of you stand. Lucia lays firemen carry over Nicolo's shoulders. Uh, her like light spell that is still on her just jingling like a little bit as she's like jostled around. It's true unless someone chose to recast that light spell on somebody else. 
That's Not that Niccolo fine. needs light. That way we no. don't lose her if we, you know, drop her or something. <laughs> it's my beacon. It's my little yeah, rescue it's beacon. Like, <laughs> it's her life oh. alert. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I fall and I can't get up. Is never more apropos than in this moment. Oh no! In case for some reason Lucia needs to go back in the river, we can find her. Oh no! 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 Don't bring that up. Let's, Those are bad memories. Yeah, let's let's not let's not do that. I know that was recorded for posterity, but Lucia likes to forget that ever happened. You stand here at the uh, the top of the steps. The steps. The statue sliding back closed behind you. The uh, the windows in this alcove all closed and uh, the shutters drawn, providing no light from outside, only your light from inside. As you hear the approach of booted feet, see light dawning off towards your right-hand side, back towards the front entrance in the direction of, uh, I believe it was the Chamber of Giant Bugs. No, oh, buggies. Insect Zoo? Mm. Insect Zoo is what they called it. As you glance over that way, a trio of figures rounds the corner, takes in all of you for a moment, Two of them quickly pausing to watch the direction that they came from. As you note, at least three of the four cat's paws. Yay, oh. cat's paws. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. <sighs> One of them, a small halfling, approaches. Again, you have met them, although I don't think that they've been introduced on the uh, on the show yet, which is uh, Limbit. Hey. So, Chesra, you immediately recognize them as Limbit Delirio, a halfling, rather lank, young-looking, not quite childish-looking, with a shock of curly red hair underneath the, the edge of their hood. And I think, like, the large, circular spectacles. The kind ah. that almost seemingly, no matter how you look at them, reflect all of the light back. And so it's just those two, like, white-glowing... Uh, all I can think <laughs> of now is uh, Sin City, but I'm sure that there's other forms of media that could more accurately and less creepily display that. They make mm. me think of Hel Helsing, which doesn't help. It's, just, it's Helsing, not Helsing. any less creepy. Basically, any anime, anime where that, somebody yeah. wears glasses, they have that, mm -hmm. you know, reflection every once in a while. Mm -hmm. They give you a quick nod, stepping forward. Good, you're okay. Okay, so we're outside. Actually, no, you're not okay. Is she Okay. She's alive, but she's not as okay. okay as it gets. Now, what is yeah. going on outside? There was a big purple flash, and we saw a woman go running off. And <sighs> she didn't die. Garrett and Coltrane shot, but she didn't hurt her or hit her. I'm not positive which. They yeah. both say they hit her. Uh, at which point, she went running off into the night. And then we figured, well, that's probably a bad sign. And so Zaya said that we should go ahead and come in here and make sure that all of you are okay because our distraction's basically done. So you're okay, but not okay. We need to get out of here. Yes. Yep. Oh, there's a there's a hell knight we gotta deal with, or a cleric, or whatever. Just to leave him, we don't have time for that. We don't know when Nox will return. I agree. From the <laughs> unconscious realm. Okay, then uh, they do this like gesture thing of like the circular pointing back towards the door. <laughs> this way. Yeah. Let's go. Limit leads you back, we'll escorting you out him. along with uh, <laughs> Nix, whom I think you had met previously, uh, the uh, the Tifling. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, as well as uh, Zaya, who you'd meet once you get back towards the door, who just kind of quickly, come on, come on, come yeah. on. Oh, what happened to her? It's a long story. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Suffice well, to say, Nox is really deadly in combat as well as really surviving. Double. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really tired. We've got to get out of here. The yes. tiefling shrugs and nods. Well, at least you found another good use for Niklo. All right, let's move it. Just <laughs> <laughs> right crack a smirk, and yeah, we need to haul butt out of here, man. Come on, big guy. Let's go. I'm coming. <laughs> Rushing out into the uh, into the night now, as enough time oh. has passed that uh, it is the sun is fully set. Are the mad cats out here too, or are they leaving a different way? Oh, I guess we're gonna be 15 people at Niklo's house. 
Yeah, no, the mag cats are scattering to go uh, to go their own way. Again, you haven't reached curfew yet. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, it's an hour after sunset, um, and we can't go across the bridge because dragging an unconscious person across the bridge is going to look a little suspicious. Well, we could probably go stay at the Cloven Hoof Society rather than all pile into Nicholas' yeah. house. <laughs> so where are you headed? Well, Devil's Nursery, at least. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't want to put them at risk. Well, what are their options? Are they just a band? We could. Do you know what's next door or down the block? Had him been shot. Yes. Well, I don't know if we want to put him at risk. I don't know if you want to put try to cram everybody into his shop. He's got a decent sized shop, right? He doesn't he live on the second floor? Are there oh, any abandoned no buildings in this? I mean, there's that's the be, first right? place they're gonna check. I mean, Inventory. there's the livery if we want to go there, but I mean, uh, but I but keep in mind they already know about the livery. Yeah, but if they've already checked it and no one was there, yeah. could have done like a little double cross. You know? I mean, you know that there's a small park about a block away from here as far as a place to just kind of stop and rest real quick. Potentially get me on my feet and then mm. we might move a little bit faster too. Well, we have to wait. It's like going to take an hour or however long we have left. Oh, in yeah, our that's countdown. right. Yeah, okay. I mean, you can always do the classic bluff of uh, holding Lucci up between your arms and... Uh, we can, we're gonna weaken to Bernie's this. <laughs> yes. Weaken at Bernie's it. Yep. Hey everyone, I'm Lucia. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, uh, Raven slips in like the back of uh, Lucia's cloak, just kind of bobs her head up and down like she's <laughs> nodding. <laughs> what about the bar? Belial's brew house. I mean, it is on this side. Well, they wouldn't associate us with it. I mean, it's worth a shot. It. You also know it's abandoned, so yeah. It is abandoned. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Very well, well. Belial. You set off into the city streets. Again, the sun has set now. The nights come on in full with the temperature shift, especially this close to the ocean. It's only about 20 minutes or so as you're wandering your way through the city streets before a low-lying fog begins to roll in, clinging to your ankles as you make your way. Most people at this time of the day have already returned back to their homes. As you're beginning to to navigate your way winding through the city streets. I imagine avoiding the major thoroughfare of Red Street and instead taking many of the back alleys that dart their way back and forth between the uh, the large tenement buildings and various shops. Sometimes uh, one and the same as far as uh, the businesses here are concerned. Eventually you begin to hear the distant sound of the Datari bells. Mm-mm. Once or twice as you make your way, as again, you're not doing anything, I imagine, to draw attention to yourselves. I would suppose that you would have already at this point deactivated your light spells. Mm. Nonchalantly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Walking through the street. Yeah. Because again, light spells do draw a lot more attention than, you know, a torch or anything like that. It's mm -hmm. true. Despite the short distance taking your time to arrive at your destination, it would take you the better part of an hour or so as you have to stop behind the occasional rain barrel, wait for the uh, the guard to pass trotting along in their horses, even though you're not necessarily certain that you've drawn much attention to yourself. So better safe than sorry. You can fortunately move with a greater degree of, for lack of a better term, ease once you've reached Devil's Nursery, since most of the tieflings don't care at all what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And once you're in there for like the past 10 minutes or so as you're making your way to Belial's brew house, you see no guards. Unsurprising for Devil's Nursery. Great. Yeah. By this point, it's creeping up on uh, about nine o'clock. That means we can heal uh, Lucia again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, everybody, honestly. Yeah. By the time that you arrive, the fog has come in in full, which means that it's up over your heads, although it's really only blurring sight, not completely obscuring sight. 
And by the time that you reach the building, you climb up the steps that lead up to the front step. You push open the door, because again, it's been acided through to get inside of said building. You step inside and try to ignore the horrible stench, uh, as well as the clinging, fine, thin powder that covers every surface in here from your previous battle with the Tooth Fairies. Mm-hmm. Shut the door back behind you. All of you are sopping with blood, sweat, and now fog dew. So are a, a right mess. Mm. Niklo, I suppose you would lay Lucia out on the least uh, Tooth Fairy powder-covered table that you can find. Yeah, might as well. We can brush it off. We'll brush the table off. I will point out that it is like glitter, so the moment you brush it off, it clings to everything that you touch. We're going to need some magical cleaning. Yeah, need to come in here with a magical leaf blower. There is no amount of magic that can remove glitter. Yeah. <laughs> Chester keeps himself occupied, just prestidigitizing everywhere. Everybody, I guess, start uh, recovering and hunkering down. We're going to be here for the night. Yeah. Uh, Victoria, do you want to take Lucia? I'll work on Niccolo, and then uh, we can patch each other up. Sounds like a plan. Pause for healing. Go ahead and pause for healing. I suppose uh, after healing yourselves, working on all of that, not boring the audience with all of that, although notably uh, you are up patching up Lucia until about 1.30 in the morning, mm-hmm. <laughs> stopping her bleeding, getting her conscious again, drinking lots continual of water. Recovery. We need continual recovery real bad. We do. As, uh, as you kind of, uh, you, you manage to finally recover from, uh, from various wounds. As I imagine the scene in this horribly reeking, badly damaged still like the blood the blood is all dried from your previous encounter here uh, there are still a collection of various teeth scattered about although fortunately none of yours mm-hmm. Niccolo I imagine crouched by the front door watching outside once he'd received his own uh, his own bandaging just a quick patch up and then uh, crouching by the front door looking through the uh, the acid hole where the door <laughs> handle used to be oh, yeah. watching the street outside convenient Vittoria, after uh, hours, I imagine, sweaty, because it's getting a little stuffy in here, especially with, uh, mind you, it's a wide open space. The problem is, is that there's a lot of recovery taking place, a lot of uh, movement, a lot of you guys trying to uh, to patch one another up. And, of course, the body produces a great deal of heat when injured. Mm-hmm. Yep. As uh, I imagine, Vittoria, sleeves rolled up, blood covering her, her hands up to almost her elbows from patching up people. A wash I don't basin, suppose there uh, are any uh, uh, like bottles of booze left in this place. Oh no, people have come through and cleared that out. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. Unfortunately, because you know you got to stay sanitary in between each. Wait, person. we didn't. Wait, 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 wait. Did we pick up any booze? No, we didn't. Well, I assume it's in my healing kit. But in the meantime, like Cesare pouring over, I, I just imagine you've dumped all of the things on the table near Cesare, and he's just pouring over everything that you found. Going, is this magic? Nope. 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 That Ooh. was stage one of sorting. Raven sitting on the desk making neat little stacks. The hours tick by as you all work on this. I think for the first time in this adventure path, everyone go ahead and mark off a trail ration because you will <laughs> need to eat. Yes. So you're like, oh yeah, I do carry granola bars and some beef jerky just in case I run into situations like this. Does Lucia regain consciousness at any point during this? Once you receive the, the healing and everything else, you regain consciousness. The other Raven's scattered into the street, which was the plan. So you guys went your way. Everyone else scattered their own different ways to hit various safe houses because it would draw a lot more attention if there's 10 people slinking through the city streets together. Okay, fair. So Lucia gets the chance to like come up. Does probably that thing like when you have like a night terror or something, you shoot up and she's just like. (gasps) Lucia, calm down. 
We're at Belial's brew house. Mm-hmm. She looks around, realizes she's in Belial's brew house, and it's just like, oh. <laughs> Wait, so we did get it, though, right? We, we got Nox. No. No. She fled, but she was bleeding from one of the spells that I cast, so perhaps she collapsed in the street somewhere, if we could be lucky. Mm. I don't think we're Somebody that lucky. Somebody got to the Datari, though. Yeah, well. Hey, you know, any, uh, any show you can walk away from? No. Adrian looks at you like, show? I'm just gonna lay back here and, and rest a bit. She looks down at herself and sees, like, all the blood. No, yeah, take five. You're fine. Definitely gonna gonna lay back down. That looks really bad. You did good today. You're better than you were. Mm-hmm. So what all have you not identified? Uh, s- so we have a platinum disc with an angel. Not magical. Not magical? Can we appraise? Uh, yeah, anyone that wants to can make a uh, craft check. I know that somebody already did when you guys first found it. I mean, if Cesare is the one going through the loot while all the rest of you are healing yeah, everyone, you're, you're, he's yeah, probably the one that's making these rolls. Okay, so go ahead and roll craft at secret check. Secret crafting. Uh, so, yep, there's the uh, platinum disc depicting a leering angel. It is, uh, Cesare, you praise that at about 10 gold pieces. Nice. I mean, it's a platinum piece. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, we've got uh, next up three peacock feathers. So you can tell that all three of these uh, peacock feathers are, in fact, magical. Hey. And they appear to be identical, so. Hmm. Cesare stares at them for a minute. I like to think you twirl them through your fingers. Cesare, you believe that all three of these are feather token chests. (gasps) (laughs) Sorry, you're just very excited about that. There could be stuff in them. When you use this token, uh, no, there couldn't be stuff in in this form. When you use this token, a small wooden chest appears and immediately opens. This chest can hold up to 10 bulk worth of items. Once the chest is closed, it transforms again, this time into a key, taking all the stored items with it. You can activate this key by using an interact to turn it in an imaginary lock, which oh. causes it to transform back into a chest with all the items still inside. Once it is turned into a chest a second time, it forever remains a chest. Well, I still stand by my gas because that's really cool. Well, oh, yeah, they're 10 cool. gold a piece. So yep, they're neat little items. Good for smuggling. That's cool. Mm. Yeah. And a way to get all these books across yeah. the bridge. Yes. Mm. Okay, next up is, is the six bulk of books. I'm going to assume that we're not going to sell those. So none of those are magical. You can, however, make a craft check to... Uh, actually, no, you may, however, make a occult check to appraise these. Occult? Cool. <laughs> I don't have that. I think Cesare is going to be taking care of it anyway. Cesare, you can tell that these are valuable, although you cannot determine their value. Uh, All right. We'll look at them later. Because then we have the 12 books that didn't burn. Well, one of them was in the fire and didn't burn, but it, the rest of the set was in the pile Cesare shoveled into the bag. Yeah. So uh, for the 12 tomes that were in the Meditation Garden, you may go ahead and roll either Arcana or Occult. Hmm. So suppose Cesare pours over the uh, the various tomes retrieved from, or that Nox was in the process of burning. The ones that did not fully burn when thrown into the fire also. Are they yeah. magic or, or is that just a name they for these books? They are in fact books? magical. Okay, so what do they do? It grants a competence bonus on a single rebellion check. Oh, oh that's cool. Okay. Per book or just... Altogether. Altogether. Being able to reference these 12 books grants a competence bonus, a plus one, to any one rebellion check per rebellion phase. Nice. Oh. Whoa, per rebellion phase. That's Mm -hmm. cool. It's a permanent buff, basically. Nice. Um, Yeah, with all the healing and the bleeding and all of that stuff, Cesare would just make sure those are safely tucked to the side, because we'll need those a lot. (laughs) Okay. Sick. 
Uh, lastly, just to get the items out of the way, we have a platinum plated letter opener. Nope, not magical. Is that magnifying glass magical? I don't think we actually appraised it or anything, did we? Uh, we did appraise it. I have it down for 40 gold, sells for 20. That uh, is not magical. Neither is the uh, letter opener. Neither is the uh, bookmark or the glit pages from the illuminated manuscript. Yeah, so how much is the letter opener? I guess we should craft that and appraise it. Uh, also, Rick, just so you know, um, mm -hmm. competence bonuses aren't actually a thing in second edition. Circumstance is what I meant to say. Uh, you believe that the letter opener is worth about five gold. Okay. okay. Do we know the value of the bookmarks and those? Uh, yes, the mm -hmm. bookmark was listed as two gold and the gilt pages were one gold piece. Bookmarks are worth time. Sure. <laughs> of you not having to go back and figure out where you left figure off. Figure out what book. page you're on. Yeah. Unless you're one of those dog-earing monsters. <laughs> <laughs> so I suppose all of you settle in. Again, uh, it is hours getting Lucia back into uh, anything resembling ship shape. Uh, Chesare, if you wanted to take the time to look over the books, you feasibly could, as yeah. far as the actual soul tomes are concerned. Mm -hmm. uh, again, these seem to be related to the various, basically the thoughts, the memories of the archivists who were eventually uh, cornered, captured, and tortured, and oh. killed. This means that actually each one of these ends in kind of a panic jumble mm. because the people were directly connected to the books. Mm. So uh, the last page of each one of these books kind of reads like a horror story. Oh, that's mm. so sad. Wait, so, the, so these were books that they basically, it was like live uh, streaming their thoughts into the book? Thoughts of greatest interest or import. Oh, okay. Okay, wow. so it wasn't just like a stream of consciousness writing. <laughs> It sometimes reads like that. As you look through this, uh, the wealth of knowledge in here is on various uh, historical topics. They are, however, scattered because it has a very thought-like process to it. Sometimes they are formed when the person coalesces their thoughts to put in the book, formed in a very neat manner. And then sometimes it almost feels like you found someone's, uh, I think back in the day they called them daily books, small like book that you would write notes in or thoughts in or information that you found out that would be useful. So sometimes <laughs> you're reading through here and it's just an address or <laughs> it's just a person's name or once or twice it's like, here's a recipe oh, that recipes. the person just kind of thinks and focuses on. Uh, Chesar, you're also aware that of course the uh, soul tomes uh, existence doesn't harm the souls of those whose memories are recorded. It connects it to the person, but it does not actually, like, take the memories or a fraction of their soul out or anything else. You're not dealing with, like, an evil device here. It's not, it's not like, possessing cage. them, you know. Yes. Uh, or, it's, or it's not a... not liches now. Yeah, yeah, it's not a phylactery. There you go. That was what I was going for. Mm. Well, a number of them look to have been destroyed. Uh, again, considering how many cells that you saw down there, you think there are more than a dozen archivists. Yeah. So you're going to guess a few of them were lost. Mm. Uh, one of them that you do find of some interest belongs to Portia Viticora. Aww. Oh. Look at that to right. Oh, but the last oh. page is going to suck. I yeah, was I was like, that yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, I, I we'll think he him. still deserves the choice. He definitely needs a content warning on that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll definitely warn him. I mean, Cesare will skim it because she's pretty much sounds like she was the leader of this group. Reading this over, uh, one, you do get the impression that, yes, she was probably in charge of most of the Order of Archivists. Two, of some note here, it seems like her primary function, not just as like a leader or advisor to the rest of the archivists, seems to be in her role of artifact recovery. Her passion seems to have been dedicated to the preserving the true history of Chiliacs and studying strange and dangerous magic items and removing them from circulation. 
Oh, man. Does hmm, this actually okay. log what those items are? What the fuck did uh, Brazil I take? I imagine Cesare pauses for a long moment as he reads one page. At this point, it's close to about like 1.30 in the morning as Lucia has been fully patched. I suppose all of you are actually getting ready to start laying out your bedrolls. Cesare lets out very creative swears in Elvish and then probably Abyss or probably Infernal and probably actually hits the table. Adrian What's looks up? over. The Berzillite Throne has a copy of the Book of the Damned. The Book of the Damned? Is that just like a an encyclopedia of bad stuff? Anyone that wishes to may make me a religion or a cult check. All right, let's see. I will this do neither. Secret check. I would have also used or allowed a uh, Lorasmides. Hmm. Yeah, I don't have that. <laughs> I think it's only like one that. of you does. Yeah. yeah, I would say lol, no idea. Yeah, I think we're all kind of familiar with the basic layer of Asmodeus at this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're in so much trouble. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, we're, <laughs> we're well and truly in trouble. It's always a good sign when your main bad guy, you know, just walks out with the unholy cursed artifact like it's nothing. Yeah, I know, right? It's just yeah. a yeah. pedestal was like that, you know? <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, just a, it's just an artifact. No big deal. The actual book of the damn. Okay. Know. All right, yes. son. Well, that's uh, probably why the uh, pedestal that it was on was melting, uh, considering the Book of the Damned was one of three legendary books compiled by an angel, Tabris. Angels wouldn't make a melty book, right? Aren't they supposed mm. to be good? Well, it could just be the power of it, but... Uh, so, but what's in the book that's so valuable? Yeah, I was about to say, what does it do, though? It describes in three parts, basically, the Abyss, Hell, and Abaddon, and includes a, a rather detailed list of the rulers, the inhabitants, and and how the world of Galarian is connected to all of these planes. Can you, like, use it to make a devil friend? It's an artifact. So, yeah? I would guess. I mean, it must be used for something, or else why would he bother taking it? The legends say that you can use it to open permanent gates to hell, that there's even ways to summon the Ark Devils themselves through it. Okay, we don't want that to happen. We definitely want to keep all gates to any sort of lower demi-planes or planes closed. Mm. We got enough problems without them having like literal like Mephistopheles up here. We may have to try to plan Grand Theft Tome at some point, but for now... Oh, great. That's not... Hey, we can put them in one of these chests and turn it into a key. And then what? Throw the key in, in a river? ocean? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> All right. Launch it to the sun. I don't know. Sounds great to me, but uh, for now, I don't know if there's much we can do about it. Mm. Well, and no, we couldn't even deal with Nox. I mean, it depends on if Thrun is actually capable of deciphering it or using it in any capacity, which he may very well have those skills. Still and even if he some doesn't, time. someone else in the family will. While it might not necessarily impact Kentargo, it's going to impact the nation as a whole. Mm. You think that's why he wanted to come here in the first place? Maybe. How many of these books are there? Is this literally the only one? There are multiple copies. They're exceedingly rare, and the heavens ordered every copy destroyed. Mm. Mm. Great. That's just what So we they need. definitely are dangerous if all the good guys are saying, no, make this not exist. Well. It's a li quite literally all the information about hell mm. and the known universe in a book. Let's hope it will take him some time to go through all of it then. Well, and he's had this book for like a month. 
right? Uh, uh, about at least, yeah. Yeah, at least a month. They tried to keep this book hidden. Portia was in charge of the artifacts and magical items down there. But it seems about two years ago she was overruled, and a traveler was able to convince the others to let him read the Book of the Damned. Oh. He is listed in here as Trailblazer Hunai. What, what's a trailblazer? Hmm. Does trailblazer mean, like, does that mean is that anything? A title? Is that like a title? It sounds like a title. Uh, anyone that wishes to may make me a society or religion check. Okay. Give it a shot. This is why you listen to your mom. Portia knew what was up. I mean, she wasn't their mom, but she was a mom. My mom told me not to read the Book of the Dan, too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mom was always going on about that. It was kind of weird. She's sucking you into bed, and she's like, and remember, don't read the Book of the Dead. <laughs> well, I was thinking, don't let people that are strangers come in and read your copy of the Book of the Damned. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I know uh, what you yeah. meant. It was just oh, okay. like a funny mental image of my mom just being like, be sure to eat your vegetables and also never read the Book of the Damned. <laughs> you don't understand is it's just such a really good read. <laughs> it's like written in a really it's like a great style. It's story yeah. ever written. It's very narrative. Uh, yeah, it's very well <laughs> Yeah, lots of popes are in there for yeah. some reason. Anyway, Think Dante's Inferno, but a little less fan fiction-y. Yeah. And a little more Galarian. <laughs> a little more Galarian. Uh, also, I'll make this easy on myself. Uh, none of you are familiar with the term trailblazer as far as a religious or social hmm. title. Hmm. Although it could belong to any number of religions, none of you are particularly familiar with the faith of Iori. Yeah, that's fair. True. I mean... Without more information, I have no idea. That guy could Same. have been a mole. That could have been where um, Barzillai even found out the book was here in the first place. Could be. It's possible. For all we know, he might have been innocent and just said it to something to somebody else. I wouldn't imagine that they would advertise that they had such an artifact. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it had to be somebody who knew. About, I mean, this is a secret order, right? So, like, somebody here, they had some connection to even know that this order existed, much less that they had the book. It may be some sort of title used in the Church of Iori. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, if you want to keep tabs on what, you know, people who know a bunch of stuff are doing and you want to find a specific book, I mean, that seems like the right group to try to infiltrate just in general. Yeah. We can see if we can find out more over time. Mm. What matters is things are far more dangerous than we had initially even anticipated. Mm. Well, and we, we can't guarantee that that book's even still in Cantago. Right? Such an important book. It's probably all the way back in... Uh... I mean, it depends on what exactly his plans were with it. We mm-hmm. don't know. Papers we found said that Barzillai took it for himself. Well, yeah, but he could have sent it home. Oh. But I doubt he did, because don't they all, like, backstab each other and stuff? All them thrones? I don't know. Ever since Abigail took uh, office, I guess, no, not as much. He's an inquisitor. It depends on how devoted he is to the church. Hmm. You'd imagine as the High Inquisitor, mm. probably very. It's yeah. his church. You don't get to be uh, the in your title. All right. Most likely, he would use it to do whatever goals he needs to accomplish here and then hand it over to Abigail. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds reasonable, but I don't know the man. He could do any number of things with it. We all need to go down to the local uh, the local co- courthouse or consult a lawyer on, so what's the legalities of opening a hell gate? <laughs> if you're an Inquisitor of Asmodeus, it's probably fine. You have to get a permit, but it's really ah, easy. Ah, dang it. They've got, the, they've got a special exception for the High Inquisitor. Dang it. I mean, I think we can all agree on one thing. He's not using it as a hat, so probably yes. he plans to use it for something. I mean, if there's anything we've seen, he wants iron control of Kentago at the very least. I guess we'll uh, all have nightmares tonight as we contemplate that in our sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hooray! Wonderful! 
Cesare will use one of the three peacock feathers to make a chest and dump this like eight or nine bulk worth of crap we yeah, pulled out of that place. Hang on, let's see how big a, big a chest it makes. It says large enough to hold ten bulk. Yeah. Oh, great. So, so yeah, we can hold all the books in there. <laughs> Put everything yeah. in there. I mean, that's that's fair because we we absolutely need to be able to smuggle this to the other side of the bridge. Yeah. It's going to be a lot easier when it's not, you know, piles of books that we're just sort of carrying in our bags and our hands. Again, we look really suspicious when we're like, you know, giant sacks over our shoulders, you know, Santa Claus style. (laughs) That's how you just carry a bunch of bricks. They're bricks. They'd be like, wait a minute. Why don't they have a cart? Look, I got a job. Okay. Cesare will get comfortable in a chair and be glad he has his cloak of feline rest because you know what? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yeah. He curled up like a cat in that chair. How's yeah. that even possible? Pull, pull the hood down over his face, Raven in his lap, and he gets a good night's sleep. Raven, Raven curls up in an identical position. Oh, <laughs> so it's like a little like stacking doll. <laughs> it's so cute. Aww. It's like an adorable snowman of black fur. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm supposing all of you are resting. Are you putting up watch or are you? We definitely are putting yeah, up watch. Definitely putting up watch. I need to sleep for spells. Well, you can sleep. It'll be fine. Yeah, I think the four of us will take watch shifts. All of you settle down. You rest. Uh, again, you're up until late in the day. Well, late in the uh, the day, early in through the morning, uh, patching up people, reading through books, perusing everything. So taking your watches and all the rest of that, you spend the evening into the, uh, I suppose you spend the morning into the late morning, uh, resting, recuperating. Cesare wakes up and prepares his spells. Uh, Adria wanders outside and sits on the uh, the boarded up well and communes with the pigeons to regain her spells. Mm-hmm. Cesare has classes in the afternoon, so he'll have to make his way back. It was like one in the morning, so what, eight hours of rest? So it's around nine. Uh, ten hours you... because you're having to do watch. So yeah. it's about, you all wake up, it's close to, by the time that you get up, get dressed. Uh, clean yourselves up as much as possible so that you don't look like you're covered in blood. You set back out into the city streets. Uh, it's approaching noon by this point. It's a little bit uh, around like 11.45 by the time you all actually set out to make your way back to uh, to home. Now on Moon Day, I believe, yep. as the work week oh, yeah. has begun. Yeah. Yay. What a weekend, huh? Yeah. Well, Cesare wants to stop by the hideout and talk to Rexus before he goes to work. Because I think his first class is like at 3 yeah, Adria's got to open her shop, but I do want to send a letter to a fancy invitation. I'm going to find some fancy stationery and send a fancy invitation to Cesare to come have tea. Okay. Because he's fancy so, and he deserves fancy things. So from where you are, it takes the better part of about an hour to navigate your way across Bleak Bridge. Everyone mark off your... Uh, it's a copper. Copper. It's copper. copper. They raised it to a silver piece. No. Ugh. I mean, they might do that at some point. I don't know. But right now it's copper, so... So it takes some time for you to navigate your way back through the city streets. You pass by the uh, the Red Roof District. I imagine taking a wide loop around so you don't pass by Hokum's Phantasmagorium, just to be sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Can we tell if there's any more Datari in the area? You can tell that the Datari are in the surrounding area, although they're not making it really obvious why. Uh, you also don't see the Church of uh, Asmodeus or anything else present in the region. Mm. But you can take the back roads almost the full length of the uh, the eastern side of Temple Hill between Temple Hill and Red Roof before arriving at River Road, cutting that over to Bridgeway and then taking Bridgeway across. From there, you simply uh, follow the way down to get to uh, Alabaster Way and then make your way to the Long Roads Coffee House. I imagine using the uh, the side entrance instead of the front entrance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Laria does her usual 
you know, kind of loud, boisterous thing, particularly when you guys are, are heading in. It's like, okay, yeah, just bring everything in, just bring it back to the back kind of thing. Of, you know, Most of the students here are still more focused on their work and so are less interested in all of you. Mm-hmm. Even though it is kind of the, uh, you know, the lunch break at the academy where everyone's running out to get coffee because their morning coffee has run out. Now they need their <laughs> noon coffee. Yeah, yeah, but now they're like in the middle of the day, like, oh, gosh, I hope this doesn't take a long time. Trying to read whatever some barista has written on their coffee cup. <laughs> what does this say? <laughs> Must be really difficult in fantasy worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My name's Brian with three Y's and an X. The X is You'll silent. never guess where the X is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a silent X. It starts with it. Mm. <laughs> That's how you know they're evil. Zabrian. 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 Zebrian. Zebrian's not a bad Ooh, character. Kind of a cool name. Zebrian, yeah, that's actually, actually pretty like nice. That. I already like write it. that down for a future character. Everybody's yeah. going to nickname him Zebra. We'll play the all Zebrian party. It'll be fun. <laughs> hey, wow. I'm Zebrian A. I'm Zebrian B. I'm Zebrian C. That's just the last name. Ooh, it's a family. They're Much the Zebrians. Better. Yep. Mm-hmm. Meet the Zebrians. Da, 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 da. Yep, yeah. that's what the name of that podcast short will be. <laughs> <laughs> It's Kentargo in a hundred years. <laughs> oh, jeez. Adria does want to stop and pick up, like, some muffins upstairs or what have you. You arrive back at the Wasp Nest. Make your way back downstairs. Again, there's the uh, the general crowd here. All the ravens seemingly, uh... You're not sure how much sleep anyone's gotten because this was the first, like, big mission. Oh, mm. right. So there's a lot of, like, everyone was up late celebrating and retelling the stories and their various perspective of the story of like, you know, the cat's paws running their interference and, you know, Morgar's people, you know, securing the surrounding area and then the teleportation and then shooting off a couple of shots and, uh, definitely hitting. Oh yeah, for sure. By the end of the night, it's like, it's like, I put three arrows in her back and it did nothing sort of thing. (laughs) All of them hit though. Center, center of mass. Mm-hmm. I do. Does anybody know if she came back with the Atari? Did people watch the place or did we all just run into the night? Once you all left, they scattered. Yeah, I think everybody ran. Uh, in large part, they kind of followed, I imagine, what was the plan, which was breaking off into small groups of two or three and then navigating your way nonchalantly back across the bridge to get back to the hide- hideout to not draw attention from the Atari. Mm. So kind of yeah. the same way that you guys got through the uh, salt gate, but they did see her running off into the night. So, and Adrian yeah. wants to check in on anybody that might be injured and help out with that a little bit. And yeah, same with Victoria. Between the uh, the teams over here and their own ability to uh, to heal, patch up. I think there's actually a cleric in one of these groups. Yeah, but just oh, making sure, nice. just making sure we just you know see if they're injured. We all definitely just check in with Morgar and his team as well. And yeah, Cesare will check in on his team. Well, it seems like everything was generally successful with all of you yesterday. Could have been a lot worse. It's true. I mean, nobody died. The speculation right now is rampant about the city, though. Oh, so lovely. Well, at the very Expected. least, it's uh, that something happened that the Zatari were uh, were out in force in Red Roof. Hmm. Of course, the, the speculation ranges wildly from uh, some sort of strange happening or ghost or something at the Phantasmagorium to uh, even some rumors about, rumors about a potential uh, uh, rebellion. Has anybody mentioned anything about the status of Nox? The Devil Woman. Uh, I mean, as far as any of our people know, she ran off into the night, not heading in the direction of the uh, the towers, but heading in the direction of the temple. Mm. So I don't know whether or not uh, she made it or not, but I haven't heard any rumors on the streets of uh, someone finding a, a dead Devil Woman in the middle of the street. So I'm going to guess that she probably did. 
Yeah, if she made it there, she's fine. For now, that's all we can know anyway, unless she happens to show her face somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, even if she did die, there's no incentive for them to not hush it up, right? For now, at least. Yeah. Eventually, somebody might notice, but, you know. Mechanically, though, uh, you have successfully completed your uh, your mission there. Yeah. Which Sweet. did garner the group uh, three notoriety. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know... That's why, I mean, we, we were going to get notoriety regardless, because I oh, mean, yeah. even if we didn't leave witnesses, we left bodies. So We need you know. notoriety, because that's how people know the rebellion exists. <laughs> I mean, Do that's the thing. So notoriety is a double-edged sword. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of it like, you know, us, the Assassin's but... Creed game, where sometimes it goes in your favor, sometimes not. Like, sometimes you have to spend a few, uh, you know, hours getting your notoriety down. Yeah, and you grab those posters, posters and rip them down. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so. that's what you're going to be sending out all of your teams to go and do for a little bit. Yeah, serves We're gonna So, Rick, are we going to get little wanted posters for each of our characters? Oh my god! Oh my so god! Yes. Oh my god! We need to do those. That'd be amazing. So that is for uh, your attack on the Phantasmagorium, and then if my math is correct, I believe you killed seven people. I think that's right. Uh, which is an additional point of notoriety per body discovered. All right. All right. So Hitman rules. We got to start hiding the bodies. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they weren't in the street, at least. Actually, no, that was just uh, kills, not people we knocked unconscious, right? Oh, well, Correct. yeah. Okay. Yes. For your own edification, your notoriety is currently at 17. <laughs> okay. Spicy. All right. All right. 100 is bad. We should, yeah. we oh, should okay. probably... We're barely uh, spicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like we, th- that increases the chance that we're going to get a bad event, right? We're like I remember right? Pace yes. Picante right now. Like, we're not even all that <laughs> New York City. <laughs> we're, we're the lowest level of spicy is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're Pace Picante mild? Yes. Yes. Catch up, really. Yeah. Extra chunky, though. Extra yeah. chunky. <laughs> <laughs> no. Don't like it. Yep. But you have a chance to kind of like catch up, talk with all of your, uh, your compatriots here. You know, Rex is waits fairly patiently for uh, for all the the hubbub to die as far as all of you going around checking on your various teams checking back in with uh, Morgar and Zaya and Crow and all the rest of them on their various teams mm-hmm. once you're done talking to all of them I imagine you head back into the uh, the back room where Rexus is shuffling papers in a manner of like trying to not seem anxious about your return mm-hmm. yeah he Gives all of you a nod as you enter. I suppose pull the curtain back behind you. There's still the, I suppose, knowing what you need to do, the the morbid celebratory sounds of the, the rest of the wasp nest mm-hmm. back in the main room, echoing back through here, through the living quarters, back to where Rex's office is. Argent looks over from his, uh, his perch, which is the top of a barrel. Mm. Mm. Cute. Ah, so, um... I've gotten the uh, the general report from uh, everyone, and uh, I compiled some notes for uh, all of you to to go over whenever you have the the time, just in case there's anything you can look at. Uh, Morgar's offered some suggestions on ways to improve this, although for a, a first outing with no one killed or captured, I believe we're considering it a, an unmitigated success. Thank thank you, Rexus. We um. There's not an easy way to put this. We we did not... We found evidence of your family, but they're gone. I'm sorry. I figure Vittoria, like, reaches into her pocket and pulls out the rings and just, like, places them in his palm. A long moment passes. 
He closes his hand around the rings. I knew, really. It was just a foolish hope. Thank you. I don't think there was anything foolish about it. They're, uh, they're at rest now? Yes. Yes, they are at peace now. Okay. Is there anything else we can help with? No, I, I suppose there isn't. We'll need to figure out our next step. Yeah. <sighs> um, that can wait if need be. That definitely should wait. It's okay to take time for things. And I mean, we should probably lay low for a bit anyway. I suppose that's true. Word of our uh, success here will spread. But we anticipate it as such. Which means that we will draw more attention from the, the guard, which was uh, inevitability. Uh, mm-hmm. But of course, it also means he stands up and begins to pace. It also means further chance for uh, recruitment. I'll, uh, I'll take today. And um, I'll get to working with uh, Laria tomorrow. Yeah, of course. Thank you. In the meantime, if there's anything that we can do, just let us know. Of course. I'm, uh, I'm very fortunate to have friends while I'm dealing with this. So um, I'll just, uh, I'll work in here for a little bit, yeah. if you don't mind. And uh, of course, you'll just uh, let the others know that uh, uh, I shouldn't be disturbed. Yeah. We can take care of that. Lucia Thank will you. get up and give Rexus just a big old hug. Okay. I'm okay. Group hug. Yep. Group, Group hug. hug. We all bring it in. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Thank you. We'll take care of this crowd in the meantime. Mm-hmm. And um, don't let my reaction here overshadow the accomplishment that uh, that you've you've made. This was our first true blow against the occupation. This was when we're doing it. We'll see it through to the end. That's right. Okay. If you found uh, anything of interest or note, um, oh, so many books. Uh, if you'll leave them by the door, I'll uh, I'll get to them when I can. Sure. Are we gonna like warn him about the uh, the soul tomes? Cesare's waiting to talk to him by himself. Yeah, none of oh, the rest okay. of us know about the soul tomes, really. So. Mm. Oh yeah, good point. Cesare kept it close to the vest. All right. Well, I guess um, we're going to get out of your hair for a bit. But if you do need anything, just come find us. Of course. And I'll be back later to check on you. Thank you. I suppose we'll get up to leave. I mean, probably notice Cesare is going to linger, but... But yeah, Cesare would wait before the after the others had left. There is the one the more thing we found of importance. The priests or followers, whatever you want to call them, of Iori were keeping soul tomes. Don't know if you're familiar with the concept. Uh, it's a common practice amongst the faith, um... A means by which to record one's thoughts and revelations without breaking one from the meditative trance that someone could put themselves into to return back to the Chesare just material holds up and, a hand uh, and then pulls his mother's book out from where he kept it separate from the others. This one belonged to your mother. I see. The last pages are not something I would recommend you ever looking at. I'll, uh, I'll take that under advisement. I know what it's like to lose family through the Church of Asmodeus. I will see that they pay, even if the others aren't willing to take that step. I'm, I'm not looking for revenge. 
Just justice. Cesare will put the book on the table. Thank you for returning this to me. My mother was a very wise woman, and... She was smarter than her peers. And I'm certain that, although there may have inevitably ended in failure, she successfully kept a secret society for decades. I'm certain this will be a great boon to, uh, to our movement. Don't look at it that way, Erexus. This is a piece of your mother, and you should cherish it for what it is. He opens his mouth, closes it, pulls in that noble training, just kind of stiffens his back and nods, stiffly extends a hand and takes the book. Thank you. You're welcome. Be safe. Cesare will head out, because, I mean, he's got class. <laughs> Rexus sits down. You, know, you look back to see Argent leap from the barrel to the table to just flop down on his lap. He opens and looks at the last page. Cesare <laughs> will smack the crap out of that kid. Oh, my God. Well, you did the number one thing. You say don't do it. Somebody's automatically going to want to do it. Rexus <laughs> knows what it is, though. So he's aware of what those last pages are. Yeah. 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 But still, it's human nature. You say don't do it, somebody wants to do it. Oh, also, did you return the portrait back to him? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because you guys took that little mini portrait that was in yes. uh, Portia's Oh, yeah, yeah. we certainly yeah. would have would given have that. that. Yeah. And then the rest of the soul tomes we can just put on a shelf for now um, since it's a set. But every, I guess everybody's claimed what they're keeping, so... I, I mean, honestly, there's... there's not a lot to keep. We um, should keep those three, those other two feathers as oh, yeah, just group sure. in case of emergency, throw all this in the box, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's not a bad idea. So I suppose you uh, can rejoin your, your compatriots there. By that point, it's about uh, almost 1.30 in the afternoon. All right. Cesare is going to head back to the school. He's got class in two hours and hasn't done any prep work for today yet. Oh, no. <laughs> Lucia <laughs> is sick and takes a sick day. <laughs> that's fair. I mean... Adria is going to buy fancy stationery and send Cesare a fancy invitation for tea like tomorrow and then is going to go open the shop because it probably should be open. Victoria's going to go to class. <laughs> I think I'm going to play hooky today as well. I'll probably stay in the hideout for today. Fair enough. I mean, it'll be one less day of working, I'm guessing. But Yeah, yeah. I mean, mechanically, it's just one less day of working. It just reduces well, I, your I, total my, my income thought by was like, I'm already half day out, so I might as well not even try. And it also like just have weird questions about like, well, where were you this morning? You know? <laughs> I worked my job for a week and then I skipped. <laughs> eh. Do what you got to do. Hence, hence, I'm sick. Cough, cough. You don't want me to come in with the flu, do you? To be fair, you That's almost died, so I guess. I've got the black <laughs> lung pop. So I suppose, Adrian, you go back, um, open back up your shop, wave away the questions from your neighbors and everything else of like, you know, why didn't you open until almost two o'clock when most of the businesses close at six? Yeah, you know. Yeah, Chesare, you rush back to make it just in time for classes. Quickly throw something together and Ignore your students as you contemplate the fact that apparently there is a copy of the Book of the Damned in this city Jesus. and probably in the uh, hands of the High Inquisitor of Throne. In the city that is attached to the nation that worships devils. It's just the worst place. <laughs> the, the worst, worst place it could Monday be, pretty is much. Elven history and then like the Elvish language class. Cesare can half those. That doesn't take too much brain power. Today we're going to practice in small groups. Pair up, talk in Elvish. Just, just flushing his tenure down. <laughs> Everybody no. in the teacher knows you have those days where you're just like, I'm just not feeling it today, man. There's no such thing as flushing your tenure down the drain. That's why it's tenure. That's you can true. just do whatever you want. You can have yeah, days where it's like his, his odds of getting ten tenure down the drain. Yeah, there we go. That's different. I mean, Cesare would do. Cesare wouldn't blow it off, but it's one of those. This is a class I don't have to put a lot of brain power in today. Mm. Yeah. 
It's like once you have tenure, you can just be like, every day is taco day. I don't care. You guys can do whatever. Read this paper on Elven Phonics. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Nicolo, I suppose you uh, you and Lucia spent most of your day at the uh, the Wasp Nest. Yeah. Collaborating with your uh, your friends here, being the more martial bent, because mm. immediately like Morgar kind of comes back out and posts up on the the wall the new. Uh, workout and training regime and all the rest of that stuff. Out of the day, like, man. <laughs> Based on the weaknesses I observed. Yeah. Mm. So I noticed that when we're all running from the guard that some of you are wheezing, so I've got a whole cardio routine that I've got prepared <laughs> for us. Excellent. Also, you're all trimming down your bacon rations. Not the bacon. <laughs> That's the reason I joined the, the rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you guys can't live on pastries even though we're below a bakery. But It's true. But <laughs> put some meat in the pastry, then it's like a pie, a, a yeah, meat pie. It's true. Everyone loves a good meat pie. <laughs> Victoria, you return back to your class, take your uh, your anatomy lessons and study before I suppose going back to kind of pick up a a little bit of a trail end of your shift. Although again, Pietro and Elena are fine if you're just like no, I they hired really another to... barista to help out on days I can't. So like, yeah, I, I really need to have another day because uh, I'm be. I'm pretty sure that uh, she ends up going back to the wasp nest after she goes home and cleans up. You all go through your daily routine. Cesare, you receive a uh, a letter on fancy stationery. It's really fancy. Although, of course, she doesn't know like the technical address and everything else. So it's just like Professor Nightbloom, Alabaster Academy, Alabaster Way. <laughs> so it's like, just take it to the school. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Some poor student that got just handed this off by like other people is like. Yeah, there's a little parentheses at the bottom that says probably the tallest tower. Uh, <laughs> I think you mentioned the tallest tower. It's like the longest. It's like a paragraph of address. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep, some kid drops it off. He's just wheezing after climbing up seven flights of stairs. <laughs> she walks past Radio Shack next to the tall building. Yep. Um, I do Especially because I think Cesare lives in the tower that like almost no one else lives in because it was yeah. uh, where the mm-hmm. serial killer lived. Yep. Mm-hmm. Can we just point out the fact that that is such a typical wizard move, too, to be like, oh, I live in the tallest tower. The tallest, creepiest My tower. My wizard tower. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like it's it's, nice. it's gets into the classic uh, real estate thing. It's like, hmm, a serial killer lived here. I bet I'm going to have really few neighbors and probably cheap rent. Well, that and none of the other professors want to climb all these damn stairs. And Cesare's like, whatever. <laughs> Cesare's <laughs> like, hey, that's my cardio training for the day, man. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are, what are the odds I'm going to be bothered here? What are the odds that anyone else wants to live in this place? What are the odds that another serial killer is going to crop up in this place? Also, it has a really nice view. Yeah. The only thing I have to deal with is all the like goth kids hanging out on the ground floor, hey. <laughs> smoking their cigarettes. And there's all, there's also those kids that are daring everybody to like go up to the top and like, oh man, you gotta like touch the you know twenty seventh stair or whatever, because it's haunted. That one specifically. Someone that one there. stair it's is haunted. haunted. <laughs> I like I it. <laughs> no, that's exactly the sort of thing kids would say. The haunted though. stair. Like, yeah, no, that's the kind of stuff the kids just make up stories for, right? Yeah. Yep. I suppose you received that letter. Um, all of you rest up for the the day. And uh, yeah, you know what? You know, we're, we're getting towards the end of this book, so I don't even really have a cliffhanger for you. We'll pick it up here next time. I mean, to be fair, we deserve that robbed. after so many cliffhangers. Cesare <laughs> opens up this letter in like a uh, ransom note style. It's just a bunch of cut out little leather letters saying, would you like tea? Question mark. Cesare's like, oh. <laughs> Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Hell's Rebels is copyright 2015. Hell's Rebels and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. 
All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Find the Pathfinders have converted Hell's Rebels from Pathfinder to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Conversion notes are available to our Patreon backers at patreon.com backslash findthepath.